From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling here with Matt Doan. I feel like my little intro that I do there is a little radio, like, it's a little too much. What do you mean? Hey, welcome to the Cabinet Podcast. I don't know. It kind of so? is like Pavlov's dog. Like it just prepares us for the next hour and a half of drivel. Wow, that wasn't very nice. <laughs> By the way, if you don't know who that is speaking, that's Matt Doan. Yes. Hello. Welcome. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing excellent. Okay. What else? And what's been going on with you? Um, I've had a good day so far as of the recording of this podcast. Did you have to do a lot of sports-related parenting over the weekend, or are you not in that phase right now? Well, I am <laughs> in that phase, but we had a elder retreat, which right. absolved me of having to drive to Rancho Cucamonga. Well, that's where one. the baseball was, or whatever <laughs> yeah. it was going to be? Yeah. yeah. For oh. one thing. And okay. then, yeah, I was down this morning at Bolsa Chica State Beach yeah. with your daughter and my son and about 50 other people. For their surf practice. They have practice. They surf. I know. Practice part of their school. And I just had an awesome time, threw on some uh, music, and just, I was going to run, but I didn't run. I just walked. (laughs) (laughs) It's really sad, actually. It's kind of pathetic. I had my running shoes on. There's nothing worse than having running gear on and walking. You were fully prepared, but just chose not to run. Yes. Because you felt like it would help you to spiritually focus more on your prayer time. Well, (laughs) there's a whole, like... Do you really want to know the details of this? Are people in for this? I mean, you decide if we do or not, because it sounds like it could be boring. So we don't want to know if it's boring. Woke up at 5.30, was going to make coffee, and I realized I'm out of coffee. Does that happen to you? Oof. I don't like when that happens. Yes. I kind of prep all that the night before, though, so I would know. Okay. Well, even if, yeah. Yeah, it's still your stuff. Shoot. Yes. So came down to Bolsa Chica, the crack of dawn. Dropped off my son, got him all set up, and then I ran through the local Starbucks. Ah. So that was my bad move because once I had the hot Starbucks in my hand. That's walking time. Then it's walking time. Yeah. And I <laughs> abandoned the run and just walked. But I had a wonderful time with the Lord. There you go. Just listen to some amazing music and just seeing creation. That's nice. How about you? If I downed a coffee and tried to run, I might like have some yeah, struggles. It's varying it's varying struggles. Yeah. <laughs> Warm coffee in the morning does does a few things to you. I know this is not a visual medium, but I'm sitting really weird, I feel like right now, huh? You are. Don't look you don't look comfortable. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. Okay. Do you want to adjust? Or, okay. Hey, hey. All right. All right. So uh so that's my mundane morning. What about you? Yeah, so I had an interesting uh interesting weekend. I'm trying to think, let's see how much we did have this elder retreat day. It was yes. just like eight thirty to one thirty uh-huh. half our, day. Yeah, uh-huh. with our elders and uh, uh a few of our um staff mm-hmm. and it was nice, just like a time of prayer. We like went out and uh, we did some like all together prayer. We went out in some solo time prayer with the Lord, and then kind of came back and discussed how God's been leading us in some things. And yes. it's just some nice, good conversation. And mm-hmm. we have really great leaders, so that was a good time. But it was also like you know, you're sort of like on and you're focused yeah. and you're thinking and not your normal Saturday, not your normal Saturday rhythm, morning. yeah, yeah, and thinking and like, uh, and I'm kind of like facilitating and leading in that kind of a setting, mm-hmm. and then went from there to the whole thing of homecoming picture taking pre oh. pre dance picture taking so For, and not, obviously you're not going. <laughs> 
Yeah, because I was going to my. What? Why would anyone think that? Like, why would you even? Why would you even think that is something that needs to be said? I just thought it was funny. No, I don't. I don't accept that. Um, just right. kidding. It so, is funny. No. So, like that whole thing, as parents of teens out there might yes. know, if your kids are going to some dance, like prom or whatever, like they get together beforehand, typically with a group, and like there's there are pictures taken, and it's. This is, I will explain why this is a nightmare. Okay. <laughs> this is a living nightmare. Just a reminder that your family may be listening to this. No, no, no. It's fine. They know. Um, <laughs> also, there's no way <laughs> that they're listening. This is that... probably the safest place I could talk about my children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I've like, I probably record how many, what did we say? How many, like 150 I don't know. We're probably episodes 150 of this or something in, like yeah. that. And I know that my children have listened to one. Do you know what one that was? <laughs> the one that they were on? The one that Grace was on. My daughter was on. Yeah. So, <laughs> which Watch, I don't. Watch, they're just going to stumble upon this somehow. <laughs> yeah. No, but this is why it's a nightmare. Okay. Because first of all, it's, uh, you, you're supposed to meet at a certain time, let's say. Okay. It's like, hey, everybody come at four o'clock. We're doing pictures. Okay. I will guarantee you. That they will not be ready to take pictures uh-huh. until five o'clock. There'll be some late people. Or... There are late people. Like, and what the kids do these days uh-huh. is they're all kind of following each other on like Snapchat or something where they yeah. can see each other's location share. Oh, okay. And they're going, oh, nobody's there yet. I'm, I'm not, not going to go. leave. And oh. so then what it does is they're all frozen in their homes going, waiting. I'm not going to go yet because I don't want to be the first ones there. Boy, this, I wish we had this technology when I was growing up because Dude, do you know. know how many birthday parties I got dropped off at and I'm the first kid there uh, and just thinking like, yeah, man, I wish I would have come 20 minutes later. <laughs> I wonder if this is part of like, this is a psychological stop, thing. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I already saw where your mind was going with yeah, this. this, is, this is, <laughs> okay, this so, is how you've been shaped. Okay. So four so, yeah. o'clock, you're there for photos, but no one's there. So we got there. We actually very intentionally got there like 25 minutes late (laughs) because I was just like, we're not doing this dude. (laughs) And we still were a half hour early. Okay. You know? So it was wild. And now can I ask a question? Mm -hmm. Uh, Why, why, why do you have to be there for photos? You can't, you just have someone take a photo and send it to you. Yeah. It's kind of like typically at least most like all the parents are represented there there's like there's typically i mean there's always a couple that don't have like sure somebody there but like a couple of kids that don't have somebody there but then like i don't know at least these things it's like the kids all have like a parent there of some sort so it's kind of like yeah it's kind of like a sporting event like you go to support your kid yeah exactly and then here's though the hardest thing too is i didn't know one other person there other than my wife and my kid okay and her date i guess but then it was like so then you're just you know all day at the elder thing which is great you're a little mentally tired. Then you're going to that and you're like, oh, I got to now like try to like talk to people and, you know, whatever, different crowds. Sure. And then uh, so <laughs> but that wasn't your last engagement of the day, was no. it? No, but th- wait, hold on. I'm going to keep going on this a little bit more in this homecoming dance situation. I'm nervous. I was the only dude. <laughs> wait, no dads came? No, I was the only dad. Oh, and B was there. B made me come to this thing and it was like all moms. Okay. Now I see the source of your bitterness. Yeah. yeah I would yeah. just say like, yeah, Marie, go ahead and take photos. I'll, I'll be cheering from the, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll see my child out. But. And then Ella gave me guilt when I said I was the only dad, like late, I was talking about that yesterday. I was like, I'm <laughs> the only dad there. And she's like, what, you didn't want to come? Oh, like she did, gave me the like puppy dog eyes with that. Yeah. She's totally just messing with me, but still it was, yeah. it, it was hurtful. But you were there. 
But I was there, yeah, I was there. <laughs> but then I ruined it by saying something. You know how you can like you could do the work, but you could ruin it. So you got to be careful. You don't ruin. If you're gonna do the work, don't ruin it with a comment. That's so great. That's uh, marriage one in one oh one. exactly. All of you prospective husband wives out there. Uh, but then, yeah. So then the evening, uh-huh. I was then invited to another thing where I kind of wasn't gonna know anybody. Yeah. Uh, and this was. A baseball game, okay. the Angels Detroit Tigers game, which is everybody's very exciting at the stage of the season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they both have almost the same record, exactly <laughs> identical, terrible records. Yes. And uh, I pretty much didn't know anybody that was playing baseball in the field, <laughs> which is interesting. <laughs> but that made it okay because it was this event put on by He Gets Us uh-huh. uh, and uh, Biola. Uh-huh. And they had He Gets Us pays for lots of like advertising because they're doing this whole campaign. You might have seen it in the Super Bowl. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Like, Jesus, he gets us. Yeah, like John he, Clark talked about that yeah. on a Sunday here at Calvary in March. Yeah, so like he understands us. He understands what it's like. He's there for us. It's kind of the idea of like presenting Jesus to people in this way. And it's cool. It's, but so they pay lots of money of advertising to the angels. They have it all. Like there's ads for it like all over the stadium and stuff. And so the angels gave them like a free suite. Cool. And they chose to use that suite to invite a bunch of pastors mm-hmm. to connect with each other. And then like, you know. And then you can hear more about what we're doing at He Gets Us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, so that was cool. And then, uh, so yeah, I got to meet a bunch of pastors I didn't know. And then there were some like pastoral friends I knew there. Uh-huh. And then I got a text at the last minute that was like, hey, is it cool if we invite uh, your predecessor as well? And oh. I was like, yeah, absolutely. So the Diddy, Dave Mitchell, Dave was, Mitchell there was there too. Oh, that's and so it was great. super fun hanging out with the Diddy actually, because I love hanging out with Dave. Yeah. And uh, so we were having fun hanging out. And then I got to hang out with Barry Corey, the president of Biola, who's really cool. So, and I was just telling him the story. It was like, just we're grateful for how great Biola has been for yes. our family. Yes. And, you know, my wife and I met at Biola. Now we have a kid at Biola. So it's just oh, like, that's, so that's yeah. really great. Yeah. So anyway. That was uh, that was my Saturday. But by the wow. end of that, it was just talked that, out. That's like a couple hours of like small talk or getting to know people you don't yeah. know that well. And uh, and yeah, there you go, man. Do you? Uh, this raises a question with Sunday being such a important day, not only in your life but the life of <laughs> the role you play here. Sure. Do you typically try to limit your Saturday events or Saturday night, or it just kind of depends on the calendar and what's happening? Like this yeah. last Saturday, sometimes you can't like because. I feel like I used to sort of think more that way, but then I, at one point I sort of flipped of just like, I need to like live my life. Like I need yeah. to just like live Saturday and I think I'll be fine. Like, sure. I don't know. I think, um, I also think like the whole season of Ironman training, I like learned how to do everything tired. <laughs> I was like always tired. So it didn't matter. Yes. <laughs> so I learned how to do everything tired. So anyway, but like, I try to not go to bed too late. That's yeah. basically what I try to do. I also knew my kid was at, um, yeah. homecoming. And so she was going to get home a little later than normal. And so right. I, and I didn't want to go to sleep until she got home. Yes. And uh, so that kind of stuff kind of keeps you awake as a teenage parent. Yeah. I had a funny teenage. thing. So Saturday Sorry. night we were home and I didn't get invited to something cool. Like he gets us at Angel mm-hmm. Stadium. But anyway, uh, <laughs> senior pastor privileges. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> I actually messaged Ed Stetzer. I was like, bro, thanks for the invite. I saw it. Yeah, but he hasn't responded. I saw it. But um. <laughs> I was started getting into the Colorado, Colorado State college football oh, game. Yeah. It started late and it went into double overtime. And so I think it got done like around 1130 at night on Saturday. I think but it did. But I right. was just in. Once you're kind of following something like that, I just couldn't stop. Yeah. And my wife was sound asleep, like must have heard the TV or something, came out. And she's like, 
it's late. You're preaching tomorrow. Like you should go to bed. It felt like it was like my mom coming into the room, like go to bed, young man. So I was like, you're right. You're right. So like every once in a while, I just need someone to like literally tell me to go to bed. Yeah. I know. You can get too caught up in something. Yes. B and I do have this very this marital rhythm of we try to go to bed at the same time. I think we've talked about that on the yes, pod. And that's, yes. that's brilliant. I would love to be able to follow that. I just don't. <laughs> I know. That's why I know. I'm not trying to put that on people, but if we do. Yeah. Except for when B sneaks. Sometimes she's like, she's a little like tired girl. She gets like sleepy. And so sometimes I'll just be like, it'll be early, like 8.15 or something. And then disappeared. Like, Where's B? And she's just like in bed. <laughs> And she's not asleep or anything. She's like reading or whatever, but she's all the way ready for bed and in bed and reading. And you're just it like, just hasn't told I'm anybody. Like, what are you doing in here? And she's like, I don't know. Reading. <laughs> That's funny. Just all happy and content. Yes. You know? Yes, for sure. Uh, all right. Well, so that's like a little story time. So hopefully you guys enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. If not, and you've hit the next button to 12 <laughs> to 13 minutes in. Yeah, Jordan, timestamp. <laughs> All of that. Uh, it will be to uh, here we go to my notes I've written. I have questions I have for Matt Doan on his sermon. Um, Wait, when did this when did this turn from like recapping the sermon to like to quiz time? Being on the witness stand. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. I it. think I started it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think you for did sure. it. Which I like. I probably like enjoy that more more than you do. Like being, no, I'm not saying you can't handle it, but like yeah. I'm like Mister. I don't know. I have like a weird sensibility <laughs> of that. Oh, um, that's great. Uh, but and I'm not here to. No, I'm not. Here. Although you did take a shot at PE teachers. I did. Yeah. So I don't. Did you get any feedback? Well, speaking of Team Raspberry, I'm maybe your Team Raspberry. I'm Team PE teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So we mentioned <laughs> um, Abram De La Vega, great member here at Calvary Church, celebrating just hit his spiritual growth here. And then I said, you know, pray he's a teacher, pray for all teachers. They're like five weeks in. I'm like, actually though, he's a PE teacher, so no big deal. <laughs> and then I caught like the, in the, in the audience, I saw another PE teacher. Which I didn't really explain in the message, but uh, Nadine Larsh, who was a yeah. amazing high school PE teacher at Century High School in Santa Ana for like 30 years. Yes. And so I just like called her out. I was like, I'm looking at you, Nadine. <laughs> I don't know why that came out. Like both both Abram and uh, Nadine are like sweetest, most wonderful right. people. And you're right. like calling them out on know, stage like, for being PE teachers. Poor Nadine just like innocently just coming to church. And the last thing probably on her mind was that she would get made fun of. Did uh, Darren Kempkis come up to you at all? Uh, no. It's another PE teacher yeah, in our we church. We do have several yeah. PE teachers. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. I think it'd be funny to see if he was like coming at you, I coming know. after you. I should, I should, I'll reach out to all of them. <laughs> I next Retra- week, next, yeah. <laughs> corrections and retractions. I'd like to apologize to all PE teachers. I, come on though. That's gotta be dude. the best job. Yeah. Now people don't know this about you, but you actually substitute taught for a little bit. Well, I straight up taught for a whole year. I taught two periods of middle school science. <laughs> I taught the whole, like two periods of it. The that whole, was amazing. The whole, maybe two years even. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's wild. I thought for some, and in my mind, it was that you actually taught PE. No, no, dude. 
Uh, hmm. I never got to do PE. That would have been cakewalk. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, come on. Put some hula hoops out there, some cones. Have people run the mile. Yeah, You're good. There's like elements of it that sound actually like fun and, and easy. And then there's elements of it that sound like a nightmare these days with like kids are like, I can't do that, you know, well, or whatever. Yeah. Speaking of that, Abram, I didn't mention this, but he's actually an online PE teacher. So he has to um, like teach kids that either because of an illness or because of they've chosen to are like just watching at home on a screen. Can you imagine doing PE? That's crazy. I know. I know. So shout out to Abram. And Slash, like maybe we should even like you should call him out even more for that. Like he's just chilling like at his house. <laughs> Put some sweats on. Abram, that was Eric Wakeling. Let's touch your toes. That was Eric Wakeling, <laughs> hey not <guys>. me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a basketball. <laughs> well, what tipped me off to that was his We're wife teaches canceled. at our preschool oh, and yeah. does a great job there. And uh, he was bringing lunch to her every day. Speaking of marriage advice, mm. he was bringing lunch to her. He was bringing lunch from home, showing up on the campus. And I was like, it's amazing. Abram, you're, what are you doing? I thought you taught way down at like Willard Elementary. He's like, no, I'm online now. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so props to Abram bringing yeah. lunch to his wife. He's a good runner, too. Because, uh, you know, endurance sports people, we stick together. <laughs> Short shorts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I think I might have to bring you on stage this Sunday. Oh, no. And, like, do, like, a whole thing. Like, hey, Matt, we actually have something we really need oh, to talk to you about. Oh, like, apologize? Yeah, I feel like you just need to I'm apologize. Yeah, I'm totally and then up I'll, for it. I'll apologize to, like, the Raspberry Coalition. Yes, we could both do, like, a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> we did get we did get one email because uh, since we're on the raspberry thing, I yeah. think we should bring it up. Yeah, because um, I if you don't if you guys haven't listened to a couple yeah. things, I said I don't like raspberries. It was just a out side. of nowhere, like it was just like top ropes yeah. slamming raspberries, just like just like you and PE teachers. It was like very similar, <laughs> um, but yes, top ropes slamming raspberries. There's been a little pushback. I understand, um, and uh, it's fine. I, I accept it. Uh, but I did get one email. The person then retracted the email, so we're not going to say their name. But I was like so bummed they wanted to retract it because they thought we'd already talked about it. But it was so funny and so good. I loved like how this. So somebody like wrote in like definitely team raspberry. I love yes. fresh raspberries and vanilla ice cream. And I also I make a really good trifle with lady fingers and fresh raspberries and homemade whipped cream. And I was like, oh, see, team raspberry is showing up, which is uh, really good. However, I would really appreciate it if they develop some kind of hybrid or iteration of raspberries that don't always decay as quickly. Oh. Yes, and go rotten. This is I'm with. Yeah. I am with the the writer of the email on mm -hmm. this because don't you hate when, especially if you look underneath and there's like no moldy ones, there's nothing gross. Yep. You look and then you get home and I feel like the next day you like take one, the top one out and then underneath it it's just like pure yeah. moldy grossness. Yes, for sure. We had something similar Saturday night. I know we've already covered our weekend, Dang, but Saturday night we were. Night. <laughs> we did a birthday party for uh, my mother in law. We had watermelon as part of the. The offerings and the watermelon was bad. Cut into it, not Bruh. good anymore. So I had to make a quick run to the store, blaze into the store, grab a water. Because you just had to have watermelon. <laughs> so that's that's the exciting thing I was doing while you were at the Angels game. Yeah, that sounds but, fun. But no, bad fruits terrible. Bad fruits terrible. And the key I think with the raspberries is like actually making sure it looks all dry. You uh -huh. don't want it to be wet in there. If you're looking at the yeah, packaging. Yeah. It looks nice and dry. Yeah, that's a good that, tip. Yeah, a little tip. That's a great that. tip, actually. Yeah, there you go. In fact, why don't all of us listening, listener, 
why don't you just next time you're in the store, grab some raspberries and give them to Eric next oh, time you boy, see him. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So on Sunday morning, if you just want to give him, whether it's just a small package or a flat of raspberries, I think he would appreciate it. Michael Wells, our executive pastor, did send me a picture of himself at Costco. Like he <laughs> faked this picture with his entire like um, his entire cart like <laughs> filled with raspberries. <laughs> Uh, that's great. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Uh, uh, but yeah, so even my wife, dude, she says she eats raspberries. She will, like, she tries not to bite them. She just sort of smushes them with her tongue and then swallows <laughs> because of the, the seeds, seeds issue. So I felt a little bit seen, even though I feel like also that makes B kind of sound like a psychopath, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the best podcast ever. <laughs> All right. So your sermon on Sunday was this whole centurion sermon. Yeah, kicking off this new series, Faith Like This. Faith Like This. Luke 7 and 8. We're going to go through in this se- in this series. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I have another bone. So this is like only bones to pick section. So first, it was PE teachers. And then you were like, oh, we're going so long in the series of Luke. We're going to end in 2039. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> It's it's the it's the cheap low hanging fruit, no pun intended. Oh boy, yeah. it's just fun in those moments. It is fun in those moments. It'll probably actually be near the end of twenty twenty five for yeah. everyone out there that wants to know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, so oh, I don't know. If, can you stop? Can you stop? Coughing? I've had this cough for like six weeks. You have, I know. And we're doing a a podcast. I know. Is there like a cough button? I have a cough button over here because I do run the soundboard as, as yeah, has I been got previously nothing, mentioned. I got nothing, nothing on this side. Yeah, you do try to turn your head a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, so. Okay, so Luke yeah. 7, Roman officer in the NLT. It says a lot of different translations, the Roman centurion. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. There's actually, it's, it's surprisingly how many centurions are mentioned in the Bible. Yeah, a lot of. There's a, lot, a ton. A lot of, lot of dudes taking care of 100 people. <laughs> yeah. There's the centurion at the foot of the cross. There's uh, Cornelius, who's considered a centurion uh, that Paul yeah. stays with in the book of Acts. There's another centurion in, that gets in, interacts with Jesus, too, in the Gospels. I'm kind of quite not remembering, but I remember looking at that. And so, yeah, it's just a lot of Roman centurions Cent- wandering the, around. The centurions are like kind of like a lieutenant or something, right? Like yeah. You think kind of, they're an officer, but they're kind of like the lower level officers. Yes. But they're still like they're important. Yeah, 4,000 denarii a year. It's yeah, nothing yeah. to be messed with. I know. Yeah. So I was yeah, I was like trying to understand some of that stuff you were talking about, the, the, the denarii. But... <laughs> Because it's four thousand a year that they get. Yes. Okay. Okay. I I, you I hear something. Different. I heard something different. I heard a thousand a year, and then it was like, and then you said so. That's like ten, ten per day, and then I'm like ten times a hundred. So you're like doing the that's math. Like hundred days mind. only. Yeah. What is he saying? I hope I didn't say a thousand. You know, sometimes in your mind you're saying something, but I what know. comes out. But I I drift in and out. <laughs> <laughs> It does show, it's kind of like how TV shows have to do this too, like how we need to sort of like repeat certain things every once in a while. I'm not saying this like you should have done that, but I'm just saying it like, yeah, yeah, because it's like if you miss it, like then you realize, oh, they're never going back. Yeah. I just don't know what's going on. I'm completely lost in this episode. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, dude. You wonder if people like whisper, like, what's he talking about? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Tell me also at the beginning of your sermon, you were talking about this uh, great guy, Alicata. Yeah. And yeah. you got like teared up. I did. Well, yeah. And even in the midst of that whole moment, you got, I know he passed away that day. Yeah. 
And that was great leadership in the moment. You got teared up even as you were just kind of sharing about all those different yeah. people. I was kind of just kind Where's of that coming from. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. in, in a good way, not like yeah. you know you shouldn't have way. Yeah, I'm I'm in a place, and I said this if anyone caught it um, on Sunday. Oh, did but, I drift off again? Uh, Sorry. <laughs> just really thankful to be here. Yeah, yeah. I'm really at feeling like this is an exciting season at Calvary, and it's for one of the some of the reasons I even mentioned with those people. I just feel like the generations, I've just never appreciated the generations more mm-hmm. than I have right now and the ability to rub off on each other mm-hmm. and just the excitement that I'm sensing that people have to tell others about Jesus, to get involved in ministry. Like it's just, there's just something going on. And mm-hmm. I feel like in the last few months and year. And so I think part of that emotion was I'm just excited and kind of just even at awe what the Lord's doing with us. And mm-hmm. so, so Al, this was nuts, but he, I saw he turned a hundred. They had a birthday party for him a couple Sundays ago and I saw it on social media and I was like, Oh man, I wish we could have mentioned that. He's such a great guy and it would have been fun to celebrate him. So I'm like, okay, I know I'm preaching on the 17th. I'm just going to incorporate him somehow and to say something. Mm-hmm. So I actually asked his granddaughter if I could like, is Al going to be here? And she's like, you know what? Hasn't been feeling the best and it'd probably be better for him. Or you know, I may not be there. I'm like, okay, but can mm-hmm. you let him know that I'm going to like say something about him on the 17th? Mm-hmm. She's like, totally. So the family was aware of that. He was aware of it. And then I get a text message at 6.30 a.m. that said, hey, Matt, I know you're going to mention my dad today. It was from his son. He goes, he just passed away Mm. just a few hours ago. I was like, oh, wow. So it was even a privilege to kind of be in that moment with them pastorally and as a friend. And and then to I kind of shared that a bunch of his Sunday school class was in the service. So that was the first time they were hearing that Oh dang. was, um, was in the sermon. So I think I was also feeling the emotion of like yeah. breaking that news to people too. Yeah. So, um, but it was neat. The, um, Lakatas were so gracious. I asked him, first of all, is it okay if I still include this oh, in the message yeah. That's true. That's cool. um, and mention that he's passed away and they were gracious to say, yes, please. And then they wrote some really nice notes afterwards of, that was really helpful for us. And even just this yeah. day of grieving too. Yeah. So, um, such a great man, 44 mm. years at Calvary. And he actually was neighbors with, uh, Dave Smith, another guy that goes here to Calvary yeah. in Westminster. So, um, so anyways, that was just kind of a, a cool thing to mention his story. Mm, that is, that's good. That, that was really good. And that, it's so interesting how interesting how something like that even could help the family of just like, okay, now you told a bunch of people, even in their like, now those people yeah. just kind of know and they don't have to like, I didn't think about that. Yeah. You know, they didn't have to do that. Also, mm-hmm. there's like a part mm-hmm. of that that you kind of owned for them, which yeah. in a nice way. And yeah. then, then the community, there's always this interesting thing with this kind of stuff where like, you don't, I'll hear about like, they were like, Oh, where I'm back. Like I was in the hospital or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, I had no idea. Yeah, if no one tells me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that's like, it just helps the community to care for the community. If for the sure. community knows. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. Totally. Um, Okay, so yeah, so this guy, this is so interesting. This this story, this this Roman officer, yeah, who just like what's you know what I I was like noticing in this story, by the way, which I don't think you said, which, but maybe you did because I was drifting in and out. <laughs> but like, he's not in this story. No, he's yeah. not present. He's not present no. at all. No. <laughs> now it kind of seems like he is in the Matthew eight account. Okay, okay. Because it's like in the first person where it's like, and then Jesus told him. Uh-huh. But again, I think if you put the two accounts together, it is the same story. It's might be like they told him through, you know, an intermediate person. So yeah. it's just kind of, you can still say like, oh, he told him. Yeah. It's almost like when you get a text, like I talked to that person. Yeah, right? exactly. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, but it's, it's interesting that he's kind of highlighted here, but he's not. Yeah. Pre- he's not it's present. Just like he's sending his people. Yeah. 
you know, and they're <laughs> reporting back to the people. Yeah. Don't you just like this guy, though? Yeah. Isn't he like just a he's just a, a guy that you'd think like, oh, I want to know who this is. I want to know yeah. more about him. Yeah. In this story. Yeah, because it's like that faith is so incredible. It is yeah. this incredible faith as yeah. this guy. It's just like, I don't know. I heard about this dude. Yeah. <laughs> I heard yeah. about this guy, Jesus. Like, I'm in. You right. Know? Um, yeah. Loved by the Jewish people. Yeah. Um, built a synagogue for them. Doesn't say if he was out of his own pocket or if it was just government money or what, but somehow he endorsed it, mm-hmm. allowed this synagogue to happen, which if you think about it for a Roman centurion, I guess you could say on one hand, oh, keep the people happy. That's going to make your job easier. Sure. But to lend money and to give money for this project is like, doesn't yeah. make sense. There's nothing in it for him. Right. And so there was some affection that he had for the people. Yeah. Um, which is just neat to see. And then that was all kind of pre, you know, in some ways pre evangelistic work in his life mm-hmm. to then encounter Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's just so cool to think about how too this all took place in this like, synagogue yeah. in Capernaum or it's like at least that's the synagogue that yeah. he you know I know that he was part of and, yeah um it's a place that we've been to yeah yeah it's just yeah. a couple of things I didn't get to mention of this story that I wish I would have just kind of cut it um one is that the whole like boss employee relationship mm-hmm. so there was a sense that he was really caring for his servant um and there was a, like a, a emotional plea that he was making to Jesus on behalf of someone who worked for him. Mm-hmm. And I just think if for all the bosses out there <laughs> that get invited to angels games, <laughs> sweets, um, like how cool, like to care for your employee in mm-hmm. that way, like that you would like literally go to bat for them, that you would intercede for them in a sense mm-hmm. to Jesus. Like, I just think that's a neat model. I wish I would have gotten that out on Sunday because it, think even just a challenge to those that have people that work for them like do you care for your employees yeah. in this way yeah and then vice versa are you um not a slave that's, that's kind of the context for century but are you a employee who mm-hmm. a, makes it easy for a boss to care for you mm-hmm. right are you an employee who works hard who lives in integrity mm-hmm. who lifts up your boss in, in appropriate ways like to make your boss even want to go to bat for you. Right. Mm. So I, I wanted to hit on that like little mm-hmm. kind of boss employee. I feel like I don't I'll speak for myself, but in my messages don't often try to trans, I, I don't enough translate what we do on Sundays to like the workplace. Mm. And I think there's just like so many great connections in the scriptures and maybe hopefully people just make their own connections with that, how they live out the, the text. Yeah. But that was one that was real obvious to me in this one of the boss employee relationship, I think is just super cool in this passage. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think and like any almost like any like dynamic that has like some sort of like the person that's more in charge yeah, power, or dynamic. More power. Yeah. That, yeah. Any, like even if that's like obviously like parents and kids, parents care for your kids or like teachers and their students out mm-hmm. there, like PE teachers <laughs> and their students, <laughs> you know, like the raspberry workers. <laughs> And uh, their bosses, <laughs> totally. Uh, but, um, but yeah. So like, yeah. That's that's just uh, that's a beautiful thing that he and this guy. Like, it doesn't seem like Roman centurions had to think that way. No way. Like, they, yeah. it seems like the picture we tend to get is yeah. more of like, you know, authoritatively, powerfully, right, using brute force to make people do whatever they want. Yeah. You know, and uh, annoyed, not understanding the culture. Yeah. So this guy. Like just does seem some seem special in that mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. Um, but super cool. So, what do you like? I don't know. It's interesting. Like, what do you think? 
Like, why did you think he believed? I know this is like more conjecture part, believe Jesus could do this. You know? Why did he believe? Or yeah. like, yeah, or what do you think led him to like seeking out? He must have just heard these stories. Like, Yeah. So one thing I read is that it's not an accident that this story is placed in the timeline of how Luke unfolds his um, narrative. Yeah. So it's right after the Sermon on the Plain. So in some ways, again, Luke flipping the script of what the reader's expecting is it's a Gentile example. It's almost like the Good Samaritan in Luke 10, mm-hmm. the idea of like, oh, the hero of the story is not the Jewish leader. It's actually the Samaritan. Right, right. And some are saying that's the same here, that the the Sermon on the Plain lays out, here's how to follow Jesus. And Luke 7 is, and here's an example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the people reading this, at least from a Jewish context, would be like, wait, what? The good guy in the story is the... Yeah. Is the Gentile? Is the Roman? What? So there's some that argue that this was very intentional of placing the story right after the Sermon on the Plain. Others would just say, well, no, it's it was more <laughs> just in the timeline of how it happened. That this is a real life story. It's not like just some analogy that it's actually Jesus left the plane, walked down off the hill, entered back into Capernaum, which was kind of like his home base. Yeah. And then ran into this soldier, ran into this situation. Yeah. Yeah. To these like messengers of the soldier. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I don't know. I just am like astonished by how this guy could have just heard about yeah. what Jesus could do. Right. And then he's had just such like, faith in him. Yeah. He's like, okay. Like, but, but think about it at this point, Jesus had already done a lot in that region. He, he had re- already like, I mean, the whole fishing account was in the same little area. So of, of the fishermen having their boats filled to the point of sinking. So paralyzed guy. Yeah. The like, there's just like a line. It said like outside of that day. It was the Sabbath, mm-hmm. and Jesus is just like healing like a people like, yes. until it was like dark, yes. you know, or until it was late at night. Yeah. And then he was like, "Oh, I'm tired. I gotta go." Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, <laughs> and even sort of the plane, there's people coming from across the Sea of Galilee. I mean, they're coming from everywhere, right? So it almost would be impossible not to have mm-hmm. at least heard about Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing. You know, Jesus was amazed at was that, wow, this guy with the little information he knew about me yep. had such great faith. Yeah. And he, he like, he had this great faith that, okay, he heard about him that he could do this. And then he's like, and it's cool. Like, you don't even need to, like, <laughs> I love that. Like, you, I know yeah. you don't even need to come. You just yeah. like, you just give orders. Like I get it. I give orders. Yeah. People take care of it. Now what you I got power, what I can't determine from the text of that is, did he have second thoughts? Like Jesus come heal my servant. Mm. And then, uh, no, I sh- I shouldn't have him come to my home or was this just also just his thought all along? He just had such a high elevated view of God, of Jesus the whole time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It probably doesn't necessarily matter. The fact is that this is just what he said. Don't even come to my home. Just say the word. Just say the word. Yep. And it's cool. Like I bet like, so then it says, you know, the very end of like when these, these messengers, these people, they come back yeah. to the house, and, the, and then there's the dude who's all better. <laughs> just fully healthy. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, it did happen. I know. Yeah. Well, it's like Peter. Well, yeah. And then you wonder, was it was this miracle for even those guys just yeah. as much as it obviously it was for the Roman or the guy who was healed? Yeah. Uh, I love the account of Peter's mother-in-law being healed mm-hmm. by Jesus. And so she immediately got up and began serving on them or waiting on them. Yeah, giving them food. And so, yeah, you wonder if this employee of the Roman centurion was like, well, well feeling better. Okay, let's work. go ahead and keep building this house or whatever he was doing, right? <laughs> That's funny. That's interesting. Um, what do you... What do you think about faith? This is an interesting 
I know it's a hard question. And yeah. this might be something we kind of like, we begin a conversation here mm-hmm. today and kind of continue it over the course of the next six weeks or so. Mm-hmm. But just uh, faith, this whole series of faith like this, and that's what Jesus says in this passage is, you know, I I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel, which is the the brutal call out of the Jewish people, but I'm seeing it in this Roman. But this faith like this that he refers to is this guy's like, hey, I I recognize your authority and your power, Mm -hmm. and I know what you're capable of doing, Mm -hmm. so just do it. Like, in this story, that's what it, that's how it's displayed. Right. yeah, I actually had a conversation with a young adult today uh, mm-hmm. over coffee about something kind of in this realm. Mm-hmm. And he was feeling kind of discouraged because he's like, man, I have a lot of doubts right now. Mm. And so we were just talking through that a little bit. And um, I heard a, a Christian author say a few years ago, he said, you know, faith doesn't mean 100% <laughs> mm-hmm. belief in something. Mm-hmm. He said, sometimes it's just 52%, he's in 51% versus 49%. It's just, I believe more than I don't believe. That's interesting. And yeah. I think there is, um, uh, a, I guess I'd say like a, um, a journey of faith mm-hmm. that, okay, I want to believe, I, I do believe Jesus, you're God, you're the savior, the Messiah, the leader, the Lord, I follow you with my life. But that's a whole, like now the rest of my days is growing in that faith Mm -hmm. is through experiences, through understanding God's word, through watching the examples and the lives of others, then my faith continues to grow. Mm. So I would even say like I'm a 40 eight-year-old man now mm-hmm. and my faith is stronger today than it was at 28 now was i a believer at 28 yes mm-hmm. i believe that i was like fully in with jesus but now 20 years later i think my faith just has uh some layers to it that it just didn't have as a 20 year old man yeah. i've watched my kids be born i've watched tragedy happen mm-hmm. in those around me and in my own life i've watched god heal i've watched God decided to take someone home. I've, mm-hmm. I've done, I've watched all these things, experienced all these things. And I think that's just only just made my faith stronger in that. So I think, you know, do we have to have, as we, as we go through these stories, it's interesting because I'm not sure the takeaway should be, therefore, based on this story, your faith should be 100%. Mm-hmm. I think it's a contribution to growing our faith. I'm hoping mm-hmm. that as we go through this series, people will walk out going, oh, my faith is stronger today. Mm-hmm. But it might not be perfect. Right. Do you follow that right. or any yeah, like yeah. additional comments? For sure. For sure, additional comments. I think one of the other things that you could kind of hit on there is a little bit something you said about my, our faith is, uh, I forget the turn of phrase, but it's like, it's our it's the object yeah. of our faith yeah. is Jesus. Right. It's not right. about the strength of our conviction or yeah. something. It's the uh, it's it's the strength of the object of our yeah. faith, which is Jesus or yeah. our faith is in him. But that still is like, well, even like, OK, so like the way the like some of the like the Bible dictionaries like define faith, like especially Ephesians 2, 8. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you're saved. How are you saved? By grace mm-hmm. through faith. Mm-hmm. So you're saved by grace through faith. Um, and it talks about it being a gift of God and mm-hmm. so on. That faith, this uh, Greek word pistis, which is always an interesting, funny <laughs> word, um, but is uh, mm-hmm. it's a belief or trust with an implication that actions based on that trust may follow. Yeah. Um, and so it's like 
you place this trust. That's why I think a lot of times we place like you've placed your trust in yeah. or your your faith, both in. belief and confession. Yeah, and so like there's this this trust, but it's also like okay, so therefore I'm going to now live out according to that trust. It's kind yeah. of the chair. It's sitting in the chair. Yeah, it's that whole thing, right? For I, sure. I can believe that that chair will hold me up. Yeah. And then I sit down, kind of represents my faith in, yeah. the, in that chair. Yeah, absolutely. I place my trust in. Yeah, it. saving faith. Romans ten nine. I confess in my mouth, believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord, mm-hmm. raised from the dead, I'll be saved. So there's like a yep. saving faith, and then I think there's the um, the sanctification of that faith. That's yeah. the growing of that faith. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's interesting, and we we'll, we'll kind of like I think it'd be good. Just we don't have to like hit it all here, but mm-hmm. just just keep talking through that a little bit. And I know I'm like gonna. You know, yeah. in the weeks to come, we'll kind of be hitting on different aspects of faith. Because there's so many good stories. Coming interesting. Up. This like little section has a lot yeah. uh, on that. So um, it'll be really interesting. Um, so that's cool. Like, yeah, I thought that was just like great. Um, you you kind of even hit on a little bit of like um, this sense of like worthiness. Yeah. Because um, there's these words in like because we. Like even thinking through, we're loved, mm-hmm. and then or like worthy, mm-hmm. and then there's like we are a sinner, mm-hmm. you know. While we're both loved, mm-hmm. and we're also a sinner, yeah. And while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ right. loved us while we were still sinners, right? But we are also in a state of being separated from God yes. in that moment, yeah. Because um, this guy like speaks to like not being worthy, right? right? So I don't know if you had any more. Yeah, thoughts I mean on some Romans three talks about that. Paul mm-hmm. says, you know, none of us are worthy. Actually, uses those words, not even one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the grace of God appears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so cool. It's like shows up. Yeah, because it's like it's not about worthiness. It's about God's greatness and yeah. of love. God's like capacity for love is so high. Yeah. that He loves us in the midst of our unworthiness. Right. It's right. His worthiness. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. Yeah, and, and and there's some there's tension there. Um, yeah. We live in a culture that's that talks a lot about loving yourself. Yep. And I think that's a response to uh, a lot of the shame that's in our culture mm-hmm. about how you look or mm-hmm. how you think or um, your friends or lack of friends, whatever that is. Like there's just we we deal with um, shame, guilt. Um, as as wonderful author of God Joy talks about. <laughs> but um, but there's been a response to that, and let's go ahead and use our word of the day. There's been a pendulum shift, excellent, <laughs> to <laughs> self love that I I'm just worthy in my, of myself because of who I am. Yeah, and I think yes, because of how God made us. Yeah, we are worthy, and yet there's also what you just said. There's a sense though that we're separated because of sin, and we're not worthy. So I think we could do we can say both mm-hmm. with integrity when you look at the scriptures, and yet what God does is sending the Son into our world, Romans three, to make us unrighteous, righteous by His blood, mm-hmm. and then out of that, <laughs> mm-hmm. then we're deemed worthy as His children. We're brought, adopted into His family, right? And so it's just a beautiful, it's a it's yeah. a beautiful portrait. Yeah, yeah, because God loved the world so much, right, that He sent His Son. So God loves. And that's where it's like, sometimes that can, what can get like confusing because it's like love of God has nothing to do with worthiness, mm. actually. Yeah. Right? Like our worthiness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he is worthy to be praised and he is also worthy to be the one that's like 
that we even give a care if he loves or not. Right. Right. That's like how worthy he is, is that we're like desperately in need of that love. Yeah. And so as, but then once we are saved, we've been, we've been made worthy. Yeah. Cause now we're dressed in clothes yeah. of righteousness. Yeah. Right. And so once we are made worthy, I think we as believers can now be really sure and confident right. that that is who we are in Christ yep. because we're in Christ. We're now, um, worthy in his eyes. Yeah. And, uh, so that's like how we can approach him and that's why we can approach him with confidence yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, anyway. we're, we're worthy in the eyes of Jesus, like you're saying, and that that's just incredible truth mm-hmm. to like, you know, he's the lifter of our head, Psalm three, three, like he's the one that lifts us from feeling unworthy in our shame to now, to now walking mm-hmm. in worthiness with him. I would say though, I'm curious on your thought on this in revelation, it talks about that John, when he has this vision of heaven, there's no one worthy to open the scroll. Oh, sure. And so there's a sense that in reality, although we're deemed worthy by God, there's only one that's worthy um, in the heavenly realm. <laughs> that's right. Jesus Christ. Right. Who's able to do certain things like that, right? Right, right, right. Worthy <laughs> is one of those, it's interesting, like worthy of what? Yeah. Right? So you're, because you're worthy of something. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I think if we're speaking of worthy of like God's love or how does God view us or whatever, mm-hmm. once he's dressed us in, in clothes of righteousness, we yeah. are now like worthy of approaching his throne room. Yeah. We're not worthy to take on the role of the Messiah, like right. or the role of the son yeah. in the Trinity. Absolutely totally. not. Yeah. So I'm with you for sure. But yeah, going back to the centurion, he said, I'm not worthy of having my house, whether that was because of, you know, rituals of having, you know, a Jewish leader inside a Gentile's home or whether that was his own feeling of like feeling sinful. It's interesting. Or if he's he, placing Godhood on Jesus. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. I don't know, maybe. But it's interesting. Jesus doesn't say, and I didn't get to say this, but he doesn't say like, no, you are worthy. I'll come in. Yeah. Like he actually just says the word right then, right? Yeah. He's like, all right, <laughs> yeah. cool. Well, I'll done. do it this way. Boom. Done. Yeah. And then Jesus bails and those guys bail. It's I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's I just know. So over. Like Jesus is like, he knows it happened. So he just like, doesn't need to go verify. I know. <laughs> you know he's That's just, crazy. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I like, I like how it's funny how conversation even can pull out conversation pulls out sometimes things that sermon study doesn't, yes. doesn't pull out. Absolutely. Just random little bits like that. Yep. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's fun. Yeah. Um, it's one of the joys of doing this pod after the sermon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> sometimes I wish we would do it before so I could <laughs> actually have some better ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah. But sometimes it's like you're, tr- what you're trying to do in a sermon, even for people to recognize this, it's like, you're trying to keep like a, a through line to yeah. one main idea. Yeah. And so the more you're trying to keep this through line to one main idea, you have to let some other things totally. like fall off the side. Totally. And so that's the kind of stuff that yeah. we can talk about here. I actually, this is a perfect time for me to say, I wish we would. Can you give us 50 minutes to preach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is actually would be like a really good, if this is why you would ask that question, here's like why I would say no. Because then you'll have a bunch of little trivial tidbits added on to one through line. Main That's idea. actually a good point. Yeah. <laughs> and like, cause I think like one main idea can be accomplished. Yeah. In the, in I mean that. the great quote from Mark Twain, right? Like I would have made it shorter, but I didn't have enough time. Yeah. yeah <laughs> exactly. like the idea that it is, it's a discipline to cut stuff. Yeah. Don't you trip out on like how, like I went to, on my sabbatical, I went to this Anglican church and it was a 10 minute, yeah. 10 minute, like homily, whatever. Same. Yeah. And, uh, and it's just like, and at, at the end of it, I was like, huh, it's not bad. Like, yeah. it was pretty good, yeah. you know? And then, but like, yeah, you don't get like in depth to certain like facts or yeah. context or whatever. It's right. just, it has to kind of stay at, 
it's very much like this, like mm-hmm. one big idea and just here's the thing that it says, here's what it is, done. Mm-hmm. And any of us could do that about a passage of scripture, like if if we just had to choose to. Yeah. Um, but it does make you like distill it down, down, yeah. down, down, down. What is the what is the one thing? What is yeah. the one thing? What is the one thing? If you keep distilling that down, down, then you get to that. Um, and you kind of have to do that, and then you like add layers of context and yeah. and support, and also application. Yeah. You know, I always struggle with. I think sometimes effective, sometimes ineffective of just letting the text speak for itself mm. and not trying to add a bunch of illustrations or stories or personal. But the thing is when you're preaching, you're bringing yourself to it too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like you just want to read it and then we sit down. It's like, no, now we want to have somebody wrestle with the text and apply it in their lives and then through their lives to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's what mm-hmm. in our tradition we find effective. We find like that's helpful. Mm. Um, there's other traditions that are like, no, I'm just going to read it and get out of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, totally. Yeah. And like, maybe they give like two sentences, like yeah. read it, two sentences. Right. That was even the synagogue practice, um, was more like in the, like first few hundred years yeah. of the, of this, uh, millennia yeah. or no, of, like after the first century. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those few, few hundred years, it was really more like longer reading, and then short interpretation. Yeah. So we tend to do shorter reading, long interpretation. Mm-hmm. They would read like a big chunk and then just like spend like mm-hmm. a minute. Like this is what it, this is what it means. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is just, I don't know, just interesting. Yeah. I, I, I wonder, oh, go ahead. Oh, the other thing I like of what they do, would do is like they would, um, there's this thing of like how, because the reading was done by different people. Yeah. It's longer reading. And that's why like Jesus opened the scroll and was like reading yeah. from a certain portion. Right. And so it's as reading was done by different people, they would say, if a child was asked, what does the voice of God sound like? Well, it sounds like the people hmm. of God. Wow. The voice of God sounds like the wow, people. that's cool. You know, the people yeah. of our community, that's what the voice of God sounds wow. like. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of cool. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never heard that. Um, I, I also wonder, too, they didn't have access to the scriptures like we do. So there's a sense that we're entrusting people. We're going to walk through the Bible here. But then we're entrusting that then you can go read mm-hmm. more of it, read more of the context of it, chunks of it, where they had the opposite. <laughs> totally. <laughs> right? They could talk about it probably. They had more time to talk about it. Yeah. But less time to actually hear the scripture. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was probably like that weekly time was just like yeah. the main time you're hearing scripture right. or like taking in scripture. Yeah. yeah, you're not pulling out your little personal size scroll. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Martin Luther in the... Um, in the Wittenberg in Germany in the chapel that he would teach from. I went there a few years ago and he had built, and it was kind of, they had gotten to a point in Germany and I really in like Catholicism in the church where the scripture was taking a backseat. And Uh so he had in his little church, he built this crazy spiral staircase Hmm. that went up like 25 feet, still there, the very same one. I, I took a picture like from it. And then he had this huge pulpit way over the people. And the idea of it was he was trying to make the, the message more of the central thing of trying to like, hey, this is important. So I'm going to crawl up. I'm going to climb up the staircase and then come up to like way above you and then just preach down. So my whole point in saying that is I think we should do that here. <laughs> Let's get a spiral staircase. Jim Wallace, our, our yeah. famous woodworker here at Calvary, can build one. There and it'll take go. us like five minutes to get up it and get down. <laughs> That's amazing. I always see those like even 
Because like even like some like Catholic churches yeah. and stuff have like a little kind of that thing that kind of goes maybe not as high as his or something, right. but like yeah, that's like an interesting little. So I don't know. Pulpit. Maybe someone with better church history, Cameron, can like tell me <laughs> was that a Martin Luther like influence thing? Like did that then translate into the Catholic Church after that, and they started building building their own like spiral staircase like platform pulpits, or is that something that he just made bigger than what was? I don't know. Yes, straight up, I have no idea, honestly. Yeah. So yeah, please. you can email us podcast at calvarylife.org if you'd have something to add, um, would be helpful. I'm or sure. Or if you'd like to build us a giant staircase, mm-hmm. we'd love to have a giant staircase that leads up into the middle of the worship center. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have rafters up there, so we could just poke our heads down. <laughs> Or Ryan could like lower us from a harness or something, and we could just preach from up there. Like, hey guys, uh, here it comes. Would you ever want to preach in the round? Like, yeah, there's some places where you can actually like be oh, in the yeah. center, and then you have seats all around you, so you kind of are constantly shifting. Yeah, I know, huh? It'd be it'd be so interesting because you always have somebody behind you, and I feel like I'd always be self conscious of who's like how I'm not facing certain people. Okay, I have two thoughts on that too. Okay, yeah. Um, I go back and watch all my sermons. Okay. Um, Traditionally, not right away because it's too raw. Like, yeah. Oh, I hate everything about it. But at some point, but I already watched yesterday's sermon. Um, Whoa. My sweater was tucked up really weird <laughs> the entire sermon. And I don't know why that was the case. It okay, just so, like stuck there. Dude, I. Did I you notice? Of no, course no, you noticed no, it. No, no. So here's the thing. I tend to notice anything that I can <laughs> to make fun of you uh-huh. about. And I did not notice that at all. Okay. I'm. <laughs> I'm either thankful or and I was like, that showed really how boring the sermon was because you were like on fantasy football. I, I, I pledged to you my oath. I did not check fantasy football scores <laughs> during the sermon. I didn't even check them during second service. I checked wow. them at 12, 12, 15. Wow. It's the first time I checked fantasy not football bad, scores. Not bad. Um, Hopefully the rest of our listener can also say the same thing. <laughs> but, um, but the other thing I noticed as I watched it was like, man, I'm really going to the left side a lot. And I got to make left? sure, yes, I got to yeah. make sure that I'm, when I'm preaching, I'm, we have, the worship center is so big. I got to make sure I'm going to the right. Like I need to write something in my notes, like look right. right, look right, look it's, right. It's, it's, you know why? Why? It's the table. So the table is oh. a little bit like the way we have it set up. It's like our little notes table. It's like a little bit to our right. So I bet it creates like a little natural a wall. barrier. <laughs> But just mentally, like you think like, I don't know, it's like a, it is kind of pushing you left a little yes. bit. But so, yeah, you're right. We have to kind of intentionally turn our bodies to the right. Can you just like next time I preach, just like have an arrow like, look that way yeah, over there. And you're like, what? I'm like, over there. Shh, shh, shh. Shorter, shorter. Get off the stage. Get down from the spiral staircase. <laughs> Uh, oh, one last thing. Yeah. If I could slip, no, no, slip yeah, this in. Time. I was so excited to give this quote. I just came across it in the last few weeks. And it's, it's from um, Fre- Frederick Beekner. Is that yeah. how you would pronounce it? You said it, it right. Um, so <laughs> Beekner has this great thing I just came across that said, um, the resurrection of Jesus means the worst thing is not the last thing. Yeah, that's so good. Oh, isn't that so good? So good. It's true. Just a neat way to think about the worst things in our life are not the last things mm-hmm. because of what Jesus has done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we can all marvel and be amazed yeah. at what God has done. <laughs> that was probably your, um, 
cheesiest? Your, your, your crickets joke of the day. <laughs> your, your cheesy joke of the day. Cricket of the day. Cricket of the day. Although I think I might have like done the, like, the loud laugh at the like how bad the joke was laugh. <laughs> you know, like because I like those kind of jokes sometimes. I know. They have like their own quality. Yeah. But like Marvel comic connection to. Oh. Uh, so if you like Marvel comics, I was like, hmm. <laughs> Did that just come to your head? In that I'd, moment, or did you I'd, plan well, to say that? Okay, that makes it even worse <laughs> if I plan to say it. But I actually sort of did, because when I was looking at the origin of the word, I was like, okay, amazing. It's got to mean something good. And it just basically meant amazing. So I was like, oh, okay. But then another part of it, a couple of translations also Marvel. say the word Marvel. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, like Marvel Comics. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll throw that out there. And then I did, and I instantly regretted it. <laughs> instantly, instantly regretted. <laughs> I have so many jokes that I instantly regret up there. It's so hard, yeah. you know, because you just like throw one in. Usually, it's not. Usually, it's the off the cuff. Yeah, ones, those though. are the best ones. Yeah, well, or they can be the worst both, ones. Both ways. Yeah. Yeah, good point. I mean, I feel like I've said this before, but like, I feel like I'm good. I'm more of like a reactionary. Um, my humor is more reactionary than planned. Uh-huh. Like I'm I'm just kind of riffing or in the moment I'll react to something and I think something's funny when yes. I when I respond to that in a funny way. Yes. I'm not that great at like write like writing and planning it to be funny. Yeah. That's difficult for me. Yeah. Because yeah. a joke will come to me and I'll be like, <laughs> like, ah, that's funny. And then but sometimes if it's too pre-planned, it just comes off cheesy for yes. me. So yeah. Yeah. Know. For sure. I don't know if you guys think we're funny at all, but hey, we're working on it. We try to give a little relief here and there. Yeah. But you could email us your favorite joke, podcast at calvarylife.org. And double points if it's something we use in a sermon. Yes, yes, yes. Today Do we have to give credit? Well, if you if if you uh you could send the joke. Like if Danny Bonilla is like, oh, that's yeah. a good one. And then you can say like I either do or do not want credit because some people just <laughs> wouldn't want to be or I'm neutral. You could say I'm neutral if you want to be neutral and then we can choose to do with it what we cho- what we please. But um, if you don't want us to mention you, just tell us. All right. Okay. But like, please, um, we'd love to get your jokes that we could use in sermons. Yep. So, so maybe read ahead in Luke. Yeah. If you find any some, if you find something. Yeah. But my brother-in-law, I don't want your jokes. <laughs> Kevin, no, thank you. <laughs> Just giving a giving a little uh, pre defense of certain people sending in jokes. He's my little like uh, my little target for our for our podcast. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, all right. Anything else you want to share today? Yeah. Anything uh, coming up? You're thinking about? Let's see. Here at Calvary Church, we're gosh, halfway through September already, huh? It's like yeah. feel like this. We're getting into the fall. It's a little cloudy here in I'm Orange so County. Happy. It's been cooler. It's been I know. nice. I know. Um, but yeah, I think we're doing good. I think we got, yeah, not a lot of like crazy stuff, just some good normal stuff coming up in the life of our church. Just mm-hmm. encourage you to keep being part of it. So we're just mm-hmm. grateful for you. Yes. Love to have you keep considering how you can be discipling people. Mm-hmm. I think it's just something we want to just mm-hmm. keep in front of us. We had that yes. great little video even on Sunday of yeah. Josh Simpson and his work with these um, these young people who then now are pouring into other young people. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole idea, man, is just giving away what you received. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, encourage us in that, be in those discipling relationships. Um, also, just uh, looking forward to these next couple months. It's mm-hmm. kind of the season of you 2 <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. When's your first, <laughs> when's your first show? Uh, October 5th. Okay. So I'm super excited. So great. first show's coming up soon. So you guys will, on the podcast, will be um, either 
dreading or very excited for those uh, yeah, episodes I, I want a of full, this. I want a full debrief. Because oh, that first weekend, I'm going to two in the one weekend. Oh, wow. So right away, boom. I've got four total. I, I'm preaching that weekend, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not even, <laughs> I won't be here that Sunday. Uh, so I'll be gone on October 8th. But um, yeah. But October 9th, I'll be here to podcast. All right. But we'll I, probably, do it. I probably won't have listened to your sermon, though. What's new? <laughs> Even when you're here. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, so thank you, Matt Doan. Thank you for preaching a great sermon on that Roman centurion and his faith and the awesome object of his faith in Jesus. And thank you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.